with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estates. And I'm Megan Eanes, a local real estate agent for 20 years and part of the Icon Real Estate team. Mark and I are excited to share everything that we love about Winchester, Virginia with you. We want you to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. Yep. If you want local knowledge, you've come to the right place. I emphasize local because Winchester is basically my hometown now. I mean, it right. feels like it. There's just something about being here for, man, I got to say 22 years that is like, this is this is home. It's local. We've been around. How, I mean, how long have you been around? Oh, goodness. I think since 82. I, I lost track of over the years. <laughs> um, I think I was six here when I moved here, and then we moved away for about two years and came back. So... Uh, 38 years-ish, something yeah. like that. And it's funny because other than I feel like I'm almost born and raised here, other than my husband loves to remind me because he's, he's a good old country boy. He loves to remind me that I'm a Yankee. Oh, really? Because I'm from was born right outside of Chicago. Okay. So other than that, I feel like I'm from here. You've adopted the southern yeah, accent a little bit. Other than when I've spent a lot of time with my parents, they were born right. and raised in Chicago, and of course they've been here for as many years as me. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'll get like a little mix of that northern and uh -huh. southern yeah. twang. Yeah. Well, on, on this episode, I want to just focus a little bit on what drew us to Winchester. We ask our guests all the time, mm -hmm. you know, what are some of the things you love about Winchester, and you know, all of that stuff, and. We have some stories. We have stories right. to tell and might be helpful for the audience to recognize, oh, I can relate to that. So 1982 for you. Yep. Is first grade. You, first grade. Yes. Moved into town. Moved into town. My parents bought a house in Stonebrook and I went to Apple Pie Ridge Elementary School. Oh, look for, at that. For the most, I moved awesome. in October and uh -huh. then um, ended up going to Powhatan for the next year. Okay. Um, loved it. And then we moved away for two years, came back. And when yep. uh, Rubbermaid was getting ready to send my dad away again, <laughs> my mom said, no. <laughs> right. She said, staying. We're, we're staying. So it was kind of the parents' decision yes. when they had an opportunity to mm -hmm. leave and move. They said, no, we like it here. Yep. My story is kind of the same. I had, and I'll get into the details in a little bit, but I had a couple of opportunities to leave town once I moved back into town. And there was something about what my wife, Eric, and I were talking about. Just like, no, we think we like it here. Mm -hmm. And it stuck. And I never thought that would have been the case. Never would have thought that. So you went to school and went to I, Shepherd. I did. So you had the opportunity, again, to move away from town. Mm -hmm. And then you came back. What drew you back to Winchester after well, college even then? Even at college, um, I... I, I commuted, actually. I lived there for just a few months when I was actually playing soccer um, for Shepard. Um, I think we talked about that when I was yep. goalie. Yeah. Um, I love that story. Yeah. And yeah. so I was there for a few months, and then I just – it's just a short drive, so I was back at home again. So mm -hmm. I've pretty much mostly been here. Um, I've just I, – I, it, it just feels like home. I know that's almost cliche to uh -huh. say, but it's, it's just a comfortable place. My family's here. Um, they've all chose to stay here. My brother actually is getting ready to, um, we've, his townhouse is getting ready to close here soon, and he'll be in Ashburn. Uh -huh. So yep. not far, but it's still, we're all still close. So yeah. It's just kind of nice, but it's. Um, yeah. Well, I'm originally from Williamsburg. And so that's like a three hour, three and a half hour drive, depending on traffic, to get there. Right. And coming out of college for me, um, it was really just happenstance. I, I got a job with American Woodmark. Um, who moved me uh, to 
St. Louis for a sales job. And it did sales for a while, and it was fine. But then to get promoted in the company, they said you can continue to be in sales and might have to move somewhere else, or you can get in marketing because I had a business degree, mm-hmm. and the company knew that. So they moved us to town to be in their corporate office headquarters in Winchester and heard of it because I grew up in Virginia, so right. I at least knew the town name, but that's about it. You'd probably driven through it if you ever Not went north. Even. Really? No, we go up 95. Oh, okay. So my, my family was from Connecticut, so every yeah Thanksgiving, Christmas, go up 95 oh, and true, through yeah. you know New Jersey and into Connecticut and New York and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, never really had even been there. And and we both were thinking to ourselves, well, it's an opportunity for us to move back to at least the state that we grew up in. Closer to family. Closer to family. We liked the East Coast. Being in St. Louis was fun for a time, but we knew that wasn't permanent. So that's what drew me to town was to be in marketing at America Woodmark. So worked at those headquarters for a while. And one thing led to another where it was time to part ways and I just realized also I hated cubicle work. <laughs> just being and if for those yeah. of you listening to us, if you are that person, God bless you. I mean, I just can't do the grind of like an eight to six job sitting on a computer in an office all day long where I kind of felt like the bosses were watching or they knew where you were and you, you just couldn't leave. And I had been in a sales job at the same company where all I did all day long was drive around and have the freedom to go anywhere you wanted to go and make sales calls and go out to lunch and do all different things. Complete opposite kind of job. It's it's hard to be just kind of tethered to a desk in a sense. Um, And I've done something similar um, for a small period of time and I, I, I really did struggle with it. I'm so used to just kind of going and um, so it's hard. So to those yeah. that are doing it, you know, um, making it work, it's awesome. And I didn't realize how much of a drag it would have been. I thought, oh, it's cool. It's good. Marketing, it sounds like it has a good ring to it. And I had some ideas and my business background would add to that. But just the sitting at the desk and it, it and I, honestly, it got a little worse after 9-11 mm-hmm. because part of what my job was, I was able to travel around to go from state to state or go out to the West Coast or go different, go see different areas and regions. But then when 9-11 happened, I don't know if you guys remember this, people were really scared <laughs> to get on planes. Right. Things kind of shut down, not like uh, COVID pandemic, but there was a little bit of a lull in things. And the company said, yeah, just don't travel as much here. We have a different portion of a job that you can do. And it was like number crunching, spreadsheet stuff, database stuff. Ugh, it was painful. Yeah, for me, it was... Um it was kind of interesting because I finished school um, and I was still in this area and there was uh, um, the guy that I was dating at the time. We were both looking to, he wanted to own a nightclub or a business or something. So we were kind of looking at doing something along those lines. And I got a business degree as well in marketing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of told the story, um, I think about uh, Coley Harry's. Uh, so I used to. Coley Harry's. Yes. So, so that was around when when I was in town, you know, that probably opened when? Like um, it's It had been around. It was actually, and I forget the doctor's name. It was a okay. doctor that had, um, I think he was an OBGYN, actually. Okay. And he had, he was uh, British, and he had uh-huh. this little pub that he had in his basement. Yeah. And all his friends and family would come over, and they would hang out. And then someone told him, you ought to just, you know, 
open up an actual business and have it. So he had done that, and there were several different owners of it. I think there was a Redskin that was an owner of the uh, restaurant at some point in time. Well, um, Rusty Holland had owned it at this point in time, and my I'm, we were looking into you know going this route with business. And my dad played tennis with Rusty, and he said, "Look, go talk to him, and he's gonna." kind of give you some ins and outs of what it's really like Uh to own this Uh business. You know, kind of trying to talk me out, in a sense, out of it, I think. And then we talked to Rusty, and Rusty's like, well, I'm thinking about selling. So it went from talking us out of it into we actually made an agreement to purchase the business. And um, we bought it, well, it'll be almost 22 years ago. So September of 2000, I was 24 years old. Yeah. And I owned a bar and restaurant wow. in Winchester. So that was right around the time where I moved into town. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, right around that same time. And then I left my marketing company, the, the marketing job in American Mark around 2002. And so that's, we're talking about the same time yeah. period here of when all that's going on in our world. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, now I don't have a job at Woodmark, the the company that brought me here. Here's an opportunity. Do we leave? Do we go look for other things to do? And something about it just drew us in Mm -hmm. and caused us to stay, just like you. Yeah. Something drew you in. It's like, this is home. Coley Harry's do that for a while. So how long did you have that (laughs) bar-owning business? It was a little over a year and a half. Okay. Long enough to know that I didn't want to be a dishwasher or a bartender or a cook or a waiter. I mean, I did everything. It, At some right. point in time, sure. you know, someone called out and you kind of took on any of the roles. Um, I did most of the behind the scenes work and the ordering and the um, scheduling and billing and taxes and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it got to a point after about a year, um, my uh, we actually did get married. So it was my ex-husband, his boyfriend at the time still. Uh, he said, look, if there's something else that you want to do, you know, go for it. Mm-hmm. I support you with whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I'd always loved real estate because my dad was in sales and we moved so much. So that was when I'm like, you know what, I'm going to get my real estate degree so, or license, excuse yeah. me. So yeah. I, I did that and I actually had it while we had Coley Harry. So that would have been October of 2001. Okay. I got licensed awesome. and then we sold the, um, sold the business. And um, my ex-husband at the time bought a franchise like uh, Valpac and we actually ended up moving to Manassas for maybe about eight or nine months. And I think that being there huh. really was a catalyst for sending us back and uh-huh. wanting to stay. Because uh-huh. it is once you kind of and anybody from this area yeah. knows when you kind of leave and you go visit anywhere else, this is just special. People wave at you when you're walking, yep. you know, your dog and hold the door for you. There's just lots of little things. Yep. Even an hour, you know, away over the mountain, it's uh, it's very different. Very so, different. Yeah. And I love hearing your story because then there's even more similarities on my end. So, looking back and leaving kind of the marketing position, realizing I didn't like being stuck to a cubicle, I was in the same boat. I'm like, what am I going to do? Real estate seemed like an interesting idea. Um, family member had just given us a little bit of money, not tons, but it was enough to where like, okay, maybe if I want to maybe invest in a house, I did that. Mm-hmm. Got foreclosed house on the courthouse steps. It was super scary. Went in, in an auction and I won it. I probably overpaid for it because I had no idea what I was doing. But I was like, I want to just do this. I want to buy this house. Bought it. Started fixing it up. Realized I probably did overspend for it and can't just instantly flip it and sell it. So I rented it. Another thing happened where a for sale by owner um, occurred, and I was like, oh, maybe I can go buy that one. So. After getting into that world, I'm like, I need my license. Right, because now and you're paying. Com- you're you're now 
You're kind of giving your commissions. Giving to... a little bit away and the profits exactly. of what that looked like. And so, if you can do it yourself and sell it. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of people have gotten into real estate for right. those reasons. Right. But that was still not going to be my my bread and butter money maker. Mm-hmm. Ended up getting multiple different jobs, but one of them was like selling oil and grease, uh, cold call sales. Um, going around to different local construction companies and businesses and had a territory for that. Then, so here's where our worlds kind of align. My dad said to me one day, let's get in business together. He is a business person who's retired. We shopped around for different stores or restaurants or things that we would want to open up in Winchester and landed an ice cream store, Maggie Moose. Oh, okay. So had that franchise, Maggie Moose, still doing a little bit of oil and uh, grease selling and other things, and having my license, and having an investment property or two. Tons at the same time. But I learned from the restaurant business like you, that was not what I wanted to do the rest of my life as (laughs) well, right? Yeah. I mean, I decorated cakes. I made the ice cream. I served the ice cream. I did the cash register. We had to deal with all the goods coming and going and supplies and uh, yes and then keeping on top of the employees you know uh, is yes. another thing and we had a paper system <laughs> there was not an electronic system for orders uh-huh. so i'm sure there was a lot of stuff that you know was given away on on our dime yes but it was uh it so was for all of you experience. i feel like the conversation is going for all you people who are in cubicles God bless you. For all you people in the service restaurant business, yes. God bless you too. Because, and they've done that also. <laughs> yes. Um, and then for all you people who are cold call, 100% commission salespeople, whether it's copy machines or oil and grease or paper or you name it of what you're trying to sell, that is a tough gig too. Mm-hmm. Driving around where every single day my livelihood was dependent on me making at least two or three sales in order to kind of have – the income that I needed to keep the week going, to keep the month going, to pay right. the bills. That is not fun. That's why I realized quickly I needed to diversify. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so restaurant it was. And then all the while, the economy declines. And I'm scratching my head. I'm like, what am I doing? I have my real estate license. Mm-hmm. I, I know how to invest and I know how to do deal with properties. What am I thinking? So that's where I made the turn to do more marketing, to kick off more of a I wouldn't even call it full-time business, but that's what it essentially needed to become to pay the bills. Right. So for you, <laughs> you jump in, and you were at the height of the market. Uh, yeah. When, I mean, I, yes, I had my <laughs> license, but I was not going full tilt at the height of the market where business was just dropping like crazy. Now, I was doing business and getting plenty of money from that, but not like you were. One of the funny little stories that I have when I first got into real estate was um, – I worked for Prudential. That was where my license was first held. Suzette Neff was my broker. Mm-hmm. Still, she's a fabulous woman, fabulous broker. Um, and I remember that they were training us on cold calling, and we had our list of you know phone numbers in a book that you just go through and call neighborhoods, seeing if anybody wanted to sell a house. And uh-huh. I went down this list, and I called God knows how many people I called, and everybody, of course, said no. And I finally got someone, I said, you know, I'm just calling to see if you've thought about, you know, selling your home in the near future. And they said yes. Oh. And I remember saying, that's wonderful. Can I call you back? No, no. <laughs> they're like, sure. I went running to Suzette's office and I was like, somebody <laughs> said yes. What do I do now? So it was so funny. And I ended up, you know, she gave me some really great things to say. And I called them back, had an appointment. And I remember going over with my paperwork and... um sitting down with them. I walked in the door. They show me the house. And, and then we sit down. And the first thing I said was, 
so do you have any questions? Oh, and no. that was kind of my presentation. Yeah. And yeah. they said, uh, no. And I said, great. So I just went over the paperwork. They signed everything. It was the strangest first listing that I ever had. I mean, it was the, just the process itself. Right in your lap. But I mean, I, I, I did I did work for it and with the cold calling, but it was just so weird. And I was so unprepared. Yeah. Um, that is one thing I will tell. And I know you'll say it, too. When you get into real estate, yes, you have to take the class. Then you have to get, you know, um, Finish the class, go take your you know test to get your license, and you know nothing. Right. You know right. you have no, no idea. They don't teach you how to write a contract. They yeah. don't teach you how to talk to anybody. Yep. Buyers, sellers, nothing. And isn't that like any job though? I mean, you can start a new job, and if you don't have experience in that industry or in that job or in that world, you're just gonna wing it, and you're gonna hope that you have a good boss to train you and tell you right. what to do, and then there you go off. Off you go and try to figure it out. Yes. Sink, sink or swim. Well, that, that's exactly what happened to me. Thank God I've always been a swimmer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so fast forward a little bit, and here we are. You know, where I, I still say that in my world in Winchester, it, it really was shaped and fashioned through that time period because it was me deciding, am I going to stay or am I going to go? I have multiple jobs, multiple careers that were going on here. Our kids now are starting to get to get born, and they're starting to be more entrenched in friendships. And you're thinking to yourself, this is a really cool town. This is a good family-friendly environment. I'm living in a neighborhood that has kids next door that the kids are playing with, right. and, and people are happy. You know, life is good. Like, there's enough industry, there's enough things around here to keep a family entertained and going and not feel like you're, you're completely off the beaten path, but you're not fully in the weeds of Northern Virginia or a big city where you can get lost. Right. But you, they're, they're what, 45 minutes, an right. hour and 20 minutes to D.C., hour yep. and a half, depending yep. on who's driving Yep. So in my family. Yeah, I mean, and, and so for, for us, it was this growing evolution of growing to love the town. Right. Growing into it. And, and then another key momentous part of our lives was my wife going back to school and um, going back to school to be a PA, which I've talked about in other episodes before, and that was another make it or break it time for our family of where she could be a practicing PA any, anywhere. I could do real estate really anywhere in the state of Virginia, and is it time to move back to our hometown of Williamsburg because we have plenty of contacts there? Yes, I would have to start from scratch for real estate, but I would know enough people to make that work. Right. And instead of doing that, after she graduated, the year before she graduated, we chose to buy another house. And we moved. We moved in town in the city of Winchester. And that really put our stake in the ground of, yes, this is where we're going to be. <laughs> we got the kids off to their new school systems there. And the rest is history. Uh, and so it was this. That there's little momentous decision-making processes over the 20-plus years that we've been here where we're like, Winchester's our town. There's something about just how easy it is to put roots down here. Yeah. That's kind of what I found. Because, you know, of course, my my family roots were here. But then even I chose to stay. Now, we were in um, Winchester area, and I've ended up moving into Stephen City, and I've been there for 20-some-odd years at this point in time. I, I love Stephen City. It's, it's kind of my place. I mean, I love Winchester. It's all together mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. same sense. But I have a feeling that I'll probably stay in that area. And sure. Um, it's funny because when I went to school here, um, I was at James Wood, 
Shrando didn't exist. Actually, nothing else did for the county at that yep, point in time. That was it. And uh, Shrando opened up there uh, my senior year in the school split. So, of course, I ended up graduating from Shrando. And then now my, I've had two boys that have graduated. So I'm kind of a, I'm a Sharando girl. And I know you're, yeah. you're a, even though you didn't graduate from Hanley, you've got no, boys we're there that are now. there. And yep. you're, you're, a, you're a Hanley parent. And We're going to football games without really any other affiliation except for, yeah, we can walk there and go to a game. And it's fun. It's something to do. And, like, you have your whole Hanley pride. So, yeah, with mm-hmm. Pierce being a senior now and doing cross country, we're, we have cross country parent shirts now nice. that will go and see him run. And yeah, it's just, again, the, the vibe of the town is very family friendly. And that's what consistently comes up with anybody that we interview, right? anybody that we're talking to. And yeah, it's just fun to swap stories and see, you know, we haven't done this before. See yeah. how similar there's, uh, there are of our career paths, of our paths in Winchester and the area. It's, it's fun. So if you're listening and you're like, that actually is kind of sounds like my my story too. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Just give us a quick shout out on social media. Let us know what you think about Winchester. All right. Let me see. I'm going to see. Have you done the iconic questions before? Uh, maybe once, uh, several months ago. I know that I've done them. Okay. Do you want me to go? I think so. Oh, Because I'm curious to see what yours are. So okay. what's, what is your favorite restaurant in town? I have many, but obviously we got to pick one. La Coretta will be my go-to. And the story behind that is one of the first times we went out to any restaurant, the first time we moved into town was La Coretta. And they're still around. Is that the one that's by um, the Toyota dealership? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. They I are remember good. going there on Cinco de Mayo um, around Apple Blossom when we had no clue what Apple Blossom was. We had no clue really about anywhere else to go in town. We're like, let's just go to a Mexican restaurant at Cinco de Mayo. And ever since, it's stuck. I know the wait staff there. They love it. They they yeah. have great food. We've had several yep. um, soccer parties there when there the kids you were younger. Yep. All right. So, what is something that you love about your neighborhood? And I know well, we kind of touched yeah, on this. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the city. So, the great thing about the neighborhood is that it is walking distance to Hanley. It has really old trees that mm-hmm. are just line the streets that. Um, just looks like a movie set sometimes, especially when you're going, and I don't live on Stewart or Washington, but just going up and down the streets in the fall, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm not even going to ask you, why is Winchester a great place to live? We've covered we that. kind of just went over yep. that whole thing. Um, where do you like to spend time with friends or meet new friends in Winchester? Um, I, the other part of my story that we didn't really cover is, yes, I also work at Fellowship Bible Church, mm-hmm. um, do music there, um, help with communications there, help with project management stuff there. Um, and so I do spend a lot of time there as well. And so if I'm having meetings with people, it'll be there at church before or after church services or just during the course of the week. Um, that's probably my big go-to. All right. And what yeah. is one of Winchester's hidden gems? Wow. I I know people struggle with this. And my son years ago volunteered at the old courthouse downtown. And he was a tour guide of the old courthouse. Really? You know, the the, the big mm-hmm. pillars. Yeah. I think I think the date on it might be like 1812 or something like that. I can't remember how old it is. But just off the top of my head, they actually, I think they still do it. But he did tours where you come in, just pay five bucks or something like that, mm-hmm. and see the old courthouse. And he had history lessons that he would have to memorize and do all those things. And you can go up to the top of it. And there was like an old bell. And there's a museum on top of it as well. Um, so that's something I don't think people know about as much. It's just kind of a cool building when you're walking by the downtown old walking mall. But you can go in it and experience 
something cool and fun about old Winchester. Yeah, I think I was there just a couple of years ago. It wasn't it wasn't very long ago, and it's funny because I've been here the majority of my life, and there's so many places I have never been, especially a lot of the historical places. So I'll... I was wrong. 1840 is the date that's on top of it. Um, it's that's obviously when it was built, and. Yeah, it's something fun to do. Well, thank you for humoring me with the question. <laughs> off the top of my head, there you go. Well, what are the upcoming local events that we should know about for this second weekend of September? All right, so for uh, we got the 45th annual yard party and auction. That's on the 9th at, from 6 to 10 at the Reynolds Store Volunteer Fire and Rescue on uh, in Cross Junction. There's also, I'm kind of excited about this one. I think I might do it. Yeah. Um, the Picnic and Pool Potty. Which is on Saturday, the tenth, from twelve to three at Clearbrook Park. It's where, okay. at the end of the season, they let the dogs come swimming in the pools because they're closing the pools down. Oh, so you weren't bringing out your Chicago accent there? No, There's... that was not. No, that was not my uh, my, my the... Chicago accent. P A W T Y. Potty. Oh, that's so um, funny. So it's a free event, uh, entry event. They're going to have dock diving, dog dancing. There's going to be vendors, which I yep. think is cool. They're having. Pet vendors for dogs oh, and their owners. Interesting. Car show and uh, Maddie Soft Serve is going to be there. Maddie's. I've worked with them before many mm. times. It's a purple yes, bus. Yes, the bus. Yeah. That will be at different parking lots around town. And their soft serve is frozen yogurt. Right. Which, oh, sorry, not yogurt. Oh, don't shoot me. Custard. Sorry. Right. Frozen custard. And that's a Midwest thing, right? Custard is good. Uh huh. So get some of that. Then there's also the second annual Sunflower Festival. That is also on Saturday at 10. Um, you get to go to the Sunflower Fields. Flowers are a dollar each. There's arts, crafts, vendors, live music, food trucks, all kinds of stuff. That's at the Homestead Farm on North Frederick Pike. Cool. So, and that's basically it. There's a that's community a safety fair for James Wood. Uh, oh, and of course, the Relay for Life, which is really oh, important right. to our area yep. here. That's on Saturday at 10. Uh, in Clearbrook by the um, Frederick County Fairgrounds. See, there's, that's the other thing. There's always something going on in mm-hmm. Winchester. Like, we, we just, we don't have to struggle to let people know what's happening. There's something going on every weekend. So, well, and I have to, I'll, I'll even give a shout out here because I just said it before we even started our, um, the podcast yeah. here. Um, what's happening in Winchester, Frederick County is where I like to go to get yep. the updates of what's going on. And yep. Nancy Johnson posts these on the top of that page all the time. She keeps it up. I'm, I'm very impressed. It makes my job here helping with uh, yep. local events very easy. We so will thanks, share Nancy. that page. <laughs> there you go. Well, Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Iconic Talk. I hope you learned something. I mean, it's us sharing our stories, but you might have similar stories as well, and we'd love to hear from you. So really, until we meet again, remember, when you look for a real estate professional, make sure they're experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. And we appreciate you spending some of your valuable time with us. And if you have a moment, we'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review. And if you're enjoying listening, take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Yep. Until next time. Iconic.